Welcome to the Up to Chat podcast. Since today is the fifth Wednesday of the month, I'm releasing a bonus mini episode. I'm chatting with the Senior Director of Ticket Operations for the United Shore Professional Baseball League, Brian Piper. We talk about the unique USPBL Independent League, its teams, the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers, the Eastside Diamond Hoppers, the Utica Unicorns, the Westside Woolly Mammoths, and of course its ballpark, Jimmy John's Field in Utica, Michigan. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks for hopping on to chat with me. Hi, thanks for having me. So before we get into the ballpark specifics, can you tell me a little bit of exactly how the USPBL works? Because I know it's a little bit different than the normal independent leagues. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're a little different. Um, we are a independent baseball league uh, in Utica, Michigan. And um, we have four teams and they all play at one stadium, which is Jimmy John's Field. Uh, we started in 2016. Originally, we only had three teams. The three teams were the uh, Utica Unicorns, the Eastside Diamond Hoppers, and the uh, Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers. And then the second year, we added our fourth team, the Westside Woolly Mammoths. So yeah, what's very unique about us is that all four of our teams play at one stadium. Uh, we plan to have another stadium, hopefully in the next couple of years, and probably add a couple teams and have a little travel back and forth, and then uh, kind of go from there. But yeah, we're in Utica, Michigan, uh, just small downtown, just about a half hour away from uh, Detroit, but uh, we're in Metro Detroit. I was going to ask you, actually, if you had any plans of expanding at any point, would the, the ballpark be like in a city nearby, probably, or would it be in like a different state in the Midwest? Uh, not exactly sure. Um, I know our owner, Andy Appleby, has, uh, you know, he's gotten offers from, you know, outside of the state of Michigan and inside, but uh yeah, we'll see. Not sure yet. Yeah, it seems like it's been a pretty successful idea so far. I know a handful of other teams have copied the idea, especially since 2020 when COVID hit and teams had to be more creative with having leagues all inside of one park. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I think um, I think one of them was like the Northwoods League, which is a collegiate league. They kind of started doing, I think they were calling them bubbles, where they would do just a couple teams at each stadium and, you know, kind of limit travel and exposure and everything so yeah yeah definitely a little bit of a copy there they say imitation is the best form of flattery so it's (laughs) yeah definitely so when i go there what are the the best features of the ballpark that i need to make sure and visit spend a little extra time looking at sure yeah i mean there's a there's a lot we're um you know we're very family friendly uh we like to pride ourselves on being kind of like a disney-like ballpark um, and there's just there's just a lot of things that uh, that we do that a lot of other stadiums don't have. For instance, we have a, we have a bat dog. Uh, so every every couple innings, uh, his name is JJ. JJ, the field general, he goes out and picks up bats in between at bats. Um, you know, fans love him. He's probably the fan favorite. You can see Everybody him walking around. The oh yeah, oh yeah. He uh, he walks around uh, in between innings too. You can see him in the concourse. Everybody wants to get a picture with him and pet him. Um, but you know we have other things too we uh we also have uh, a wiffle ball field and uh, and a playground so um you know the wiffle wiffle ball field is crazy there's like 100 kids on there every (laughs) inning uh but it's a lot of fun and then uh just other things about the stadium we have 26 suites we have our normal grandstand too which which fits just over 1800 different price points depending on where you sit we also have patio areas where we do a lot of you know picnics so things like 
family reunions and also company outings. Um, and they can fit up to about a thousand people if you combine all three patios. Uh, and then we also have a lawn area, which, you know, a lot of minor league parks have. Um, so we, just, we have just about a little bit of everything for everyone. But one of our coolest suites, too, is our manager suites. Uh, we added those, I want to say, after the second year. And uh, it's pretty cool. They're actually in the dugouts with the players. So there's a, there's a wall that separates them. But, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, uh, when kids are in there, it's like they're one of the players are sitting right next to them. They're just on the other side of the wall and, you know, signing autographs, giving high fives, that kind of thing. But, yeah, it's pretty awesome. That sounds really cool. I've not heard of anyone else doing that, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's very unique. So sounds like that's the answer to my next question. But after that, where would you recommend the best seats in the house to buy tickets at when I do go? Yeah, if you ask anybody who's been to the ballpark, you know, they'll tell you there's really no bad seat. Uh, and it's true. I mean, all of it's, it's not a huge stadium, but you know, we can fit close to 45 to 5,000 fans, but there's really just not a bad seat. Our most popular seat is probably, uh, our drink rail, which is at the top of our grandstand and our grandstand is only 14 rows. So, you know, being at the top of row 14, pretty close. Yeah, and, sure. um, it's just a nice, uh, nice area just because, uh, it's more of like a high top chair with a seat back. And you have a nice little uh, table in front of you, kind of like a bar where you can put your items. So it's definitely our most popular seat. Sounds pretty nice. What are the best concessions that you'd recommend as far as drinks or food? Yeah, um, well, we, we have our typical ballpark fare, you know, uh, hot dogs, hamburgers, fries, pretzel sticks, all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, sometimes it depends on the day. Uh, our Thursdays, we do Thirsty Thursdays. So we have $2 Bud and Bud Light. Uh, and then with that too, we also do uh, all you can eat nachos. So you can, uh, I want to say last year is about $15, $20 for all you can eat nachos. That was a, that was a big fan favorite. Uh, I know people are expecting that again. Um, but we, we do other things too. We have, uh, we have a monster dog, which is a foot long hot dog. Uh, we do a walking taco, which is one of those, um, it's in like a Dorito chip bag. It's got ground beef, lettuce, tomatoes, all the nacho toppings. And then also we've had it for a few years now is, um, is Dole Whip. So, uh, you know, Dole Whip's, it was very popular in Disney world. Uh, so you can't really get it everywhere. Uh, It's like a pineapple custard and that's, uh, that's another fan favorite for sure. I've actually never tried that, but I have a friend that goes to Disney world all the time. And whenever she's there, I see her posting pictures with the Dole Whip. So maybe I'm a lot closer to Utica than I am to Orlando. So (laughs) it might be my best way to get one of those. Yeah, I, I didn't even know about it really until uh, we started selling it and how big of a deal it was. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. What about as far as souvenirs go? I'm, I like to get at least one souvenir at every ballpark I go to. That could be something from a team store or even just a souvenir soda or things like that. What would you recommend as far as that goes? Sure. Uh, you know, we got our we got our shop, uh, which has just about everything. Uh, jerseys, hats, T-shirts. The cool thing with us is since we have four teams, we have four different you know, versions of everything. So everyone can pick out, pick out their favorite team, you know, maybe you want to root for the unicorns or the mammoths and, you know, get the t-shirt. But um, outside of that, you know, we, we have things like bobbleheads, uh, baseball pens, uh, plush toys. We have a JJ, the field general plush toy too. That's a big seller for kids. But then, you know, we also have the, uh, the dipping dots where you can get the helmet, you know, with the team on it. That's always kind of a collectible. And, um, one of our other things too we do is uh, with our ticket plans, we have uh, mini game plans as small as five and 10 game plans and we do uh, mug clubs. So 
if you join the mug club, you get a five or 10 game plan. You come on Thursdays and it kind of works with thirsty Thursdays, but at the end of the year, you get to keep your mug and uh, it's pretty cool. So it's Jimmy John's field on it. And we do a different one every year. That's pretty cool. As you can see back here, I have a few of those mini helmets you were talking about. So do you have like all four teams and do you get to choose the team or do you just have like a one, a standard one for each night? It just depends on what night you're there. No, we have all four. Um, so you, you are able to pick. But yeah, I thought those were the, the helmets in the background. I can't yeah. tell, but yeah, yep. exactly. I've, I've already picked the team myself. I, I like the woolly mammoths the best. So that's, mammoths. that's where I would go. Can't go wrong there. Does Jimmy John's Field have any additional uses beyond just baseball games, like for concerts or other sports or even just other baseball games beyond the USPBL? Yeah, we do. Uh, we actually do a lot of different things. Um, every year we do a uh, brew fest. So, uh, you know, you can come. We used to do it with a disc golf, too, but now it's kind of just more of a brew fest. But, you know, try all these different kinds of beers, have a ton of different beer vendors. And we have uh, bands there as well playing throughout the events. But we also uh, we have a lot of Lawrence Tech baseball games. Uh, those are actually starting pretty soon up in March. Um, we do high school games. We, we've done other colleges too, Oakland and Central Michigan. I've played a game here before, um, but kind of weird uh, since the pandemic, once that all happened, a bunch of high schools reached out to us to do graduations. We had never done them before mm -hmm. and they cool. were looking for an outside venue. So we started, we probably did around 15 graduations last year. Oh, wow. And uh, we even did some, uh, some homecomings and some proms just because they wanted to do them outside. So, uh, yeah, we've kind of, since COVID, we've kind of become more of an event hub. Um, you know, we've, we've done a wedding before a game. Uh, we do all kinds of, like, Christmas parties to do in the off season in our AAA clubhouse. Uh, we do, we've done wedding uh, rehearsals and showers. So, yeah, a lot of different things. Like you've been creative with uh, some outside-the-box ideas there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I believe I've seen a picture from the outside of like the entrance where there's like a, some pictures of a handful of different like baseball legends. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We have about four different pictures um, and we had to get the okay from uh, the MLB to have those, but yeah, they're, you know, if you're an old time baseball fan, everyone always likes to talk about those. We got Ty Cobb up there, Babe Ruth, um, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're always a talking point for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it gives the park like old time feel, even though the yeah. park's we've said what since like 2016. Is that when it was opened? Yeah, 2016. So yeah, it definitely does. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's baseball, so everybody loves it. Yeah, that's a win-win. It's modern and with an old classical feel as well. When I do visit Utica, what are some things you would recommend that I do while I'm in town, even if it's nothing to do with the baseball league, just things to do around town? Sure. Yeah, there's um yeah, downtown Utica, you know, it's a uh, historic downtown Utica. It's a little smaller, but there's uh, there's some nice bars down there. My personal favorite, probably Muldoon's. Uh, it's a good spot to go uh, after a game. You know, you'll see a lot of fans go down there, too. Uh, another place, uh, Shamrock. That's a good spot to go get a burger. That's what they're known for. They don't have a huge menu, pretty much just a burger. But uh, those are probably the two spots I would uh, go to if I was going to a game. Okay. Have you guys done like promotions, giveaways, or theme nights at all at your park? And if so, what are some of your favorite ones you've done? Yeah, we've done, uh, we do a lot of promotions. Um, probably one of my favorites, one of our biggest ones is uh, Jimmy Buffett night. That's always a fun one, uh, getting the Hawaiian shirts. And we've done specialty jerseys with those too, which have been pretty cool. 
another really big one, uh, Polish night. That's always huge. And I'm Polish. So I love that night too. We have, uh, some special foods, uh, pierogies, all that good stuff. And that, that brings out a huge group. That's, uh, that's always fun Have the Polish dancers and everything. And then giveaways. Yeah. We've done things like rally towels. We've done bobbleheads. We last year on Memorial day, we did a bucket hat giveaway. That was pretty cool. But yeah, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of similar ones, but they're definitely, uh, we did a JJ bobblehead the one year and that, that was pretty big. That was a, that was a big one. But I remember the first year when we did bobbleheads, it was like people were lining up for miles going to get Everybody those. Loves a bobblehead. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Is the JJ, does that stand for Jimmy Jones for the name of the field? Or is that just yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. We actually did a fan poll and that was, uh, that was number one. So yeah, it works <laughs> yeah, definitely. Since all four teams play at the same park, has there developed any sort of rivalries amongst any of the specific teams, or is it going to take a few more years to really develop that? No, not not totally. I think uh, I think the rivalries kind of start once we get closer to the end. Once we do our playoffs, you know, a lot of the guys they train together and hang out, so uh, they're pretty good friends. But really, there's probably more rivalries between uh, fans and like season ticket holders or. Some of our host families that's probably who the rivalries are between <laughs> that makes sense so when does the season run when does it start when does it end yeah so we start on may 20th and then our championship weekend it starts on september 10th it was the 10th or i'm sorry the 9th 10th and 11th and uh, it's like mostly just fridays saturdays and sundays correct so we have a 70-game uh, schedule this year, and uh, most of our games are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'd say probably like 40% of them, and then they go to Thursday, Saturday, some Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, with a lot of our Saturdays being double headers, mm-hmm. um, and one ticket gets in for both games, and then we have two Wednesday games as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. but pretty much all summer, pretty much every weekend. Yeah. I have to ask, do you personally have a favorite amongst the four teams? Um, I don't, but uh, if I had to choose, I'd, I'd probably go with the Unicorns just because they are the uh, they seem to be the fan fave. You know, uh, Unicorns go. are so funny when it came out. Everyone loved it. Um, <laughs> so all the kids like too. So yeah, I'd ha- and, and they keep winning, so I'd have to go with them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Like I said earlier, I like the Woolly Mammoths best, especially their hat. But I would put the Utica Unicorns hats especially as the second place for me. Oh, without that. And they're the home team. So, you know, you got to kind of got to get to them. Yeah. I do like how you picked four different, not just four different nicknames, but four different first names too, instead of just being Utica Unicorns, Utica Woolly Mammoths, Utica. Oh, yeah. Everything. It makes it seem more like a, what's the word I'm looking for? But yeah, um, it gives everybody kind of like, a, you know, no matter where you're from, you can kind of pick a team. Yeah, exactly. So, or representation yeah. from where specifically where you're from. Yeah, sure. definitely. All right. Well, I think that's all the questions I have to ask for you, but I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I can't wait to come up there for a game. Sounds good. Hi, Mike. It's Paul Caputo, minor league baseball correspondent for sportslogos.net and host of the Baseball by Design podcast. You asked me if I would talk a little bit about the uh, logos from the United Shore Professional Baseball League, and I'm happy to do that. As you know, they play uh, all of their games outside of Detroit, Michigan. The league was founded in 2016 with three teams, and those first three teams 
were the Utica Unicorns, the East Side Diamond Hoppers, and the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers. All of these names were determined by a fan vote. The Utica Unicorns, so far as I know, there are not unicorns in Utica. So I don't believe there is a uh, local connection to the flora and fauna. The name just comes from the alliteration. They've got a great logo. They've got a fun sort of purple brand going on there. They've got a mascot named Lancelot the Unicorn, uh, you know, because of the, the whole sword situation on his head. You know, Utica and Unicorn begin with the same letter and the same sound. And so that's where Unicorns comes from. The East Side Diamond Hoppers, they've got a frog for their logo and the frog is meant to be catching fly balls. And this is Ribby the mascot. Uh, or Ribby as an RBI, but not spelled RBI. It's R-I-B-B-I, get it, Ribby. But anyway, just like a, a frog may be catching flies along the Lake St. Clair in Michigan, here's a frog mascot catching fly balls. And then you have the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers, who, when they came into being, were fashioned as a, they didn't actually have a home team. They basically were the road team playing the other two teams. So kind of like the, the Washington Generals, I guess, but actually competitive. And, and that's another situation where it is definitely an alliteration that's going on. Though in this case, I should point out that there are definitely beavers in Michigan and beavers are actually a, uh, a real animal. And in fact, they are the largest and most elusive rodent species in Michigan. Then in 2017, you had the West Side Woolly Mammoths who were introduced to the league. And uh, their name is actually pretty interesting. It comes from the fact that there had been fossilized evidence of mastodons in, in that part of the country. And then it wasn't until 2015 that they actually discovered uh, fossils of a woolly mammoth. It was actually uh, a mammoth skeleton with huge tusks uh, was found on a farm in Chelsea, Michigan. And so then that gave them the uh, the ability to create this awesome logo of a woolly mammoth with gigantic tusks holding a baseball in its elephant uh, snout there and uh, wearing a baseball cap. So, so those are your four teams in the uh, United Shore Professional Baseball League. Thanks again, Mike, for having me on to talk logos. I love doing these uh, these little tidbits for your podcast and I'm looking forward to doing the next one. Hi, my name is Michael Harris. I'm on Twitter at In the Ballparks. I've been to over 400 professional and college level ballparks in the US and internationally. And in 2016, I went to a United Shore Professional Baseball League game at Jimmy John's Field in Utica, Michigan. Um, the game I went to was between the Beavers and the Unicorns. And I really liked the ballpark and the atmosphere. Uh, I think Jimmy John's Field is a unique ballpark for the minor league indie league level uh, most of the seating bowl is raised up above the field with luxury suites down at field level which is not a look you see a lot um, the closest i have seen is the hank aaron stadium in mobile where the bay bears used to play but jimmy john's field has a lot more above the seating bowl it's got a lot of group areas um, party decks where Mobile did not have much above the main concourse. Jimmy John's Field has a lot of group areas throughout, whether it's like a covered party deck in the corner or berms behind the outfield that really give a lot of areas for groups and families to sit and watch the game, have fun. 
it really seems to give people a unique experience every time out and gives them a reason to come back, sit in a different area, which I thought was pretty cool because I wasn't sure how they were going to get fans to come when they were having a game almost every day. There's a lot of other cool features in the ballpark. It has one of my favorite things, which is a youth wiffle ball field in addition to like a regular playground. It's always fun to go to a little ballpark inside the big ballpark. And what I thought was really cool uh, in Utica that I had never seen before in one of those little parks is the game I went to, at least before the regular game started, the uh, Unicorns players were out on the wiffle ball field playing a game with a local Little League team or a group of kids in uniform. And I thought that was really cool that the players interacted with the fans in a way that, you know, you can't or don't see in affiliated baseball that you really get in the indie leagues. They do a great job with their individual brands. You see fans wearing shirts for all of the teams, areas in the ballpark that were branded for all of the teams. It's a great, fun atmosphere, and the fans really seem to be in it. Uh, I think it's a cool concept for multiple teams playing all in one stadium and I wasn't sure at first how that was going to work but the experience was a lot of fun and I would love to go back or see the USPBL open more of these hub stadiums somewhere down the line. 